it's like go plant-based or go home a little bit. One thing that really blew me away though was how much it was like spring break. It was kind of mental, like being in Vegas. It was stacked with buyers. That was the most special period of time that I've experienced in recent memory. And the response from buyers was phenomenal. Welcome to the Startup CPG podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Freitag. Expo West hasn't been held since 2019, so there was a lot of anticipation leading up to the 2022 event. With 57,000 attendees, 2,700 exhibitors, and 800 people at the Startup CPG Ali Rally event, I thought we needed multiple perspectives and voices to try to sum up such a massive event. In this episode, you'll hear clips submitted by Startup CPG community member brands, and then curated pieces from a LinkedIn live session with Daniel, our Startup CPG founder and the CEO of Machu Picchu Energy, Jenna, our Startup CPG Spotlight Magazine editor, which if you haven't read the latest issue, I've linked it in the show notes because it's amazing, and CPG press expert Monica, the managing editor editor of Food Business News. What an awesome group. Whether you weren't able to attend Expo and are hoping to learn what it was like, or if you did attend and want to hear a community perspective, this episode has something for you. First, let's start off by hearing from a few of our community members who are exhibiting at Expo West for the very first time. Hey, I'm Renee Dunn with Amazi Foods. We were in the North Hall booth N1716. It was our first expo and it was surprising and incredible in the best way possible. Um, I really barely left the booth except for to do our pitch slam and um, to do a quick loop around. But I think I expected, you know, as a little brand, I wasn't sure if we'd have ROI, if people would stop by, if they'd see us. And I was so pleasantly surprised that we made almost all of the connections on my list and beyond. Um, it was amazing to not only talk to buyers that we'd already been in conversation with, but also to find some new ones, to start some new conversations and really to see a lot of our brand friends in person. You know, for me, I I think so much moves forward more quickly when you actually see someone in the flesh um, and it was such a shifting experience, <laughs> energy wise and momentum wise. And I think, you know, just the fact that even us as a small brand saw this kind of return, I'm, I'm just so excited to see how it plays out. And um, we can't wait to keep getting out there with our brand. I stopped by the Amazi booth and got to try the chili lime jackfruit chews, and they were so good. Let's hear from another brand. Hey there, this is Kim from So Good. I'm the senior manager of digital sales. And I want to say that my highlight of Expo West being a first time exhibitor was just the camaraderie between all the other exhibitors from setup to breakdown to supporting each other's booths and networking. I just really thought that that was an amazing highlight for me to just see how everyone was just really lifting everyone else up. It was it was great to see everyone in person and to learn about other products and how people are marketing. And it's super exciting. I also want to say I'm going to answer another question. <laughs> uh, I attended the Alley Rally and I was blown away to see so many people just show up for this amazing community at Startup CPG. The Startup CPG team did an amazing job and the turnout was just epic. And the backpack brands, amazing, all of them. So that's my expo experience and um, hope everyone had a great one as well. 
The So Goods booth was one of my favorites, actually, from the whole show. The freeze-dried tomatoes that had oregano, sea salt, pepper, they're a game changer. So tasty. And Kim's notes about the Alley Rally and the backpack brands, we're going to dig more into those in a second. But let's hear from one more first-time exhibitor brand. My name is Emily. I'm the founder and CEO of Lil Bucks, the buckwheat brand. It was our first time exhibiting and it was absolutely insane. I'm so exhausted, but we really put in our all and ended up getting a pretty big account out of it and definitely met tons of buyers. We were blown away by how many were there. And I think one thing I learned for the future was that, you know, obviously we're all looking for those retail badges, but also sometimes I let a lot of UNFI and Kahi people walk by, but the ones I met like were Whole Foods, Wegmans, I don't know, like Kroger, really big account managers. Uh, and someone um, I was talking to at the show who's been around a quite a bit longer, gave me some good advice on just when they're walking by, ask what DC they're out of. So you're already speaking their language and start a conversation and you never know. Cause yeah, I randomly hit up, I ignored a lot of UNFI and K people, but I randomly hit one up and they ended up being the Wegmans account manager. So that was a really good tip and just being really shameless with running after people. I ran after New Seasons Byron. He was totally cool, but yeah, great show and can't wait to run it back at East. I think Emily's notes about connecting with distribution partners were really important. And Daniel also shared about the importance of distribution partners and their role at Expo West. I think another big benefit of the show, not just retailers, but really getting to talk to the distributor partners who, I mean, yeah, that they're, they're really well-respected, amazing people who can really support your brand a lot. And they're interested to learn about it. They take the time and they're like buyer's best friends. I mean, they're like more than any, they're, they're the ones really who are like walking around with buyers. They have their trust. In, in most cases, when there was a really good account for us, the buyer we really wanted to meet, they were walking around with one of their category managers from the distributor. And it also, I mean, nothing, really like nothing more important than having a distributor like category manager who really supports you because they, they, they can really help your brand a lot. So as, as we've experienced, um, for sure. So definitely, definitely recommend any brands going to a show for the first time, try to focus on that. What was it like to be a brand who had planned to exhibit at Expo West 2020 and then finally get to be at Expo in 2022? My name is Peyton Spolanski with Mezcla. We were in the North Hall and it was our first Expo West as we were supposed to go two years ago before the world shut down. One thing that really surprised the Mezcla team was just how nice and open everyone was. Everyone that we met was super cool and we always knew how awesome this space was, but being in person was truly unreal and the energy in the room was honestly electric. I think it was just such a great experience and meeting everyone in person was just awesome and one other thing that really surprised us was we just could not believe how sore we were from standing all day. So yeah, yoga before we exhibit next year is definitely something that needs to happen. But yeah, overall, an incredible experience and we can't wait for next year. Mezcla was yet another favorite that I tried at the show. Their protein bars have pea crispies in them which was super tasty and crunchy and different. And I love Peyton's point about yoga, whether you were an exhibitor or walking the show. Definitely everyone clocked in lots of miles or lots of time standing when we had Seth Goldman on to talk about how to prep for Expo West. One of the things he mentioned is that he always hits up morning yoga. And I think we can definitely see why. 
What was it like to be at Expo as a brand without a booth? Hi, my name is Rina from Spicewell, and this was my very first Expo West. And we were walking the floor. I think I walked about nine miles a day. And I think the thing I'm most excited about, beyond all of the great people that I met, was just the sheer force of what is happening in natural foods and how far we are all together going to push this industry into a better and healthier place for all of us. As a member of the press, Monica also mentioned being able to connect with brands who may not have had a booth at the show. There were a lot of really great brands that did not have booths that were at the show. And, you know, it was just kind of fun, like just, you know, talking about the community, just to see some of those folks again, even if they weren't behind a table. Uh, it was just good to see kind of the support and, um, you know, just reuniting with, with those folks as well. Speaking of opportunities for brands without a booth at Expo, let's talk about backpack brands at the Startup CPG Alley Rally. And what was the Alley Rally? So, our Startup CPG community had the biggest after party at Expo West. It was at a bowling alley, and 800, yes, 800 people came to bowl, network, try the backpack brands, and just be a part of the Startup CPG community in person. It was totally epic and amazing. And we can't wait for Expo East and Expo West next year to do more parties. But let's talk a little bit about the backpack brands portion. At the Alley Rally, the, the deal was we had 12 brands exhibiting. They called backpack brands, which they're too small to have a booth at Expo, which is, I mean, you know, you pay for the booth. And then also you have to design the booth and get everyone there. It's, a, it's you know, a real expense. And so brands that are just starting to hustle, we, we it was kind of competitive to get into this you know, backpack brands area, uh, but we picked the ones that we thought, um, you know, had the strongest showing. And then we had the audience at the event vote on the one that they thought was the best. Misha's won. And so New Hope and Startup CPG worked together then to get them to secure them a booth at next year's expo. So it, it's going to be a party at, at their booth next year. And we're super pumped about it. And then the other brands, Starry Side and Brew Kitchen, um, will get features with, with our publications as well. But then I think, you know, more importantly than that, they get the chance to connect with awesome people like Monica, um, who is awesome about giving coverage to some of these brands um, and and just tons of other cool people. So that it was it was so fun. And like those guys, the small brands just make the whole event because that's what it's all about is just trying to give them a chance to succeed. And then they make it fun for all of us to be there. So let's hear from one of the backpack brands themselves. My name is Veronica Phil from Grounded, uh, and we participated in the Alley Rally with Startup CPG, which was an awesome event for brands that weren't quite big enough to have their own booth at the expo this year, which was us included. But it was a great experience to just get out there for the first time in a couple of years and meet people face-to-face, -face, get direct feedback on our products, which was fantastic, uh, and kind of scope out the scene of Expo West so that we can prepare better for next year when we do our booth for the first time. One thing that really blew me away, though, was how much it was like spring break. It was kind of mental, like being in Vegas. I have to agree with Veronica on the overall vibe. After spending a couple years at home in front of the computer, I felt like I had been dropped into the casino floor at Vegas and it was a lot more human interaction than we're used to. But let's talk a little bit about the human connections and being in person. And let's hear from one of our community member brands. Hey, this is Claire Pay, founder of Unite. We didn't really know what to expect coming to our first trade show, um, but it totally blew 
blew out all of our expectations. It was such an amazing show, not just for meeting buyers, but also for learning and getting a chance to meet other founders that we had only met online and meeting new people um, that we'd never met before. So overall, I think it was a great show. I think um, next year we'll definitely be there again. We're already signed up and we're super, super blessed by the Startup CPG community and getting to meet so many of you. Let's hear from Monica about her take on human connection at the show and also hear one of her really heartwarming stories. I mean, that human connection for me was everything. And I didn't realize how much I missed that. Like I thought, okay, you know, technology, we can do business online. We can, you know, do phone calls on video and we can do, you know, send samples through the mail. But in those four days, like... That was the most special period of time that I've experienced in recent memory. That pent up, you know, energy and, and uh, you know, just the, the excitement to be together again as a community. So I think what makes this community, the natural products industry and the emerging brands community so special are the people behind the products. One of the best stories that I heard that I think really kind of illustrates just the how special this community is. Um, and I don't want to like use names in case this was supposed to be like a secret, but Um, There were two individuals in the same category competing for market share. And one of them who did not have a booth was given a badge by somebody, by the other person. Able to get into the show because of somebody who, you know, she might consider a competitor, but who, you know, I think feels, feels similarly about the, you know, the food system and wants to incite change and, and, you know, let's all help each other up and, and do that together. Even being new to the industry, Jenna was blown away by the energy at Expo. I feel like, I mean, I am somewhat new to this industry. And so I've never been in person with anyone in the industry before. I didn't like, it's not just the individuals I met were incredible. And like, that was wonderful in itself. But I've just never seen what like the energy of this industry looks like in person. And there's actually nothing like it. I I would, it'd be hard to find another industry where people are as supportive. There's as much like communal, great energy Um, And everyone just wants to like lift each other up. It's really amazing. People are just awesome in this industry. So I was very lucky that my first experience in person with this industry at all was a time when everyone was extra hyped up (laughs) to see each other. It was really great. On that note of the camaraderie in the CPG industry, Daniel makes a really important note about why communities like Startup CPG exist and how we can all work together to change the food system. That's, I think, just something I also learned from a lot of people who've been in the industry a lot longer than I have also is like, number one, yeah, I mean, really, there's a lot of space in all of these categories for brands that are working toward a better food system. There's, There's no like brand in any of these categories that like really is just where they're like, oh, we're good. That category is fine, actually. It's like, the food is as good as it can be. And they're all really sustainable business practices. Don't worry. No one has to like try to fight the incumbents. Actually, like there, there's so much headroom for all of us. And I think that collaboration is, I mean, it, it helps each other and it's good for all of us in the, in the long run as well. There will be so many opportunities over the years to, to help each other. And really, yeah, I mean, very few cases where we're really like fighting against each other for, for spots on shelves. We're like, we're working against a food system that's stacked against all of us. So that, I, that, I mean, that makes me really ex- excited to see. And I definitely felt that even from other people who were in our category of like, good job, you know, and like liking the social mission. And I felt the same way when I saw booths that I thought were just really outstanding. Like 
go for it, guys. This is this is awesome. But I, that's kind of the whole premise of the startup CPG community as well. Of just like we're we're all in this together. There's the, the big companies have all of the advantages in the world against us, and there's a lot that we can do to help each other. Introductions, resources, like yeah, access to things. And so I think that's that's I really like hearing that you mentioned. Now, so far, we heard a couple brands mention making deals, meeting buyers. But what was the overall vibe for the show of ROI? Were there enough buyers to make it worth it? Let's hear from Daniel about his experience with Machu Picchu and the deals and connections they were able to make. It was stacked with buyers. I put in a lot of effort into this, like ahead of the show, I was, I did a, a number of things just to kind of have my list of focused customers and had reached out to them and, you know, really had told them about the booth and asked them to come by. And I had all of the ones that I was tracking and sending reminders to, I was actually using the Expo West virtual as well, um, just to like see who was coming, ping all of them. Um, if they didn't respond, try to hit them on LinkedIn. Um, so I did all the like legwork ahead of time and then they all came by and it was great because as a new brand, like, yeah, I mean, even if you manage to submit for some of these cycles, like they don't know you, they haven't necessarily looked at your stuff yet. Who knows if they're even like really considering you or like what they take the time to learn about your brand if they look through the deck, but it's just completely different when they take the time to come by the booth and that like they see you, they feel an in-person connection, they try the product in the best environment, which is you telling them about the product as they have the chance to try it, as well as your brand story. We were able to show them yeah, about our brand ambassador and like why he joined us about the brand story. I was able to show them videos of the work that we do helping kids and it's a big connection and they start to like just think about the possibilities of working with us and understand liquid and the things that we really believe are, are great about it. And so buyer after buyer came by giving us contact information, really excited about it. We had a, a, the most amazing interaction um, with our Kehi buyer who came by and gave us the golden ticket. Um, so we were just kind of like over the moon for the rest of the show about that because that, that'll be a huge help for us. But the buyers were all there, you know, whole food and, you know, Wegmans and Erwan and just everybody was there at the show and they were taking the time to go and talk to brands, both at the booth, but I think also a lot of brands who didn't have booths were able to have meaningful interactions with them, whether on the trade show floor or at a lot of the networking events or at some of the content around the show. So like I, I led a panel that was about brand building connections and, um, you know, we had one of the buyers from NCG on it and people who were there to listen, you know, were able to network um, with her and I know Infra does a really good job of that. Fresh Time did a nice overview of kind of how they work and people were able to network with them there. So I, what I've heard from everybody so far who had a booth is they're like, this This was amazing. You cannot put a price on that first conversation, especially like we're swinging for the fences. We want big retailers, big distribution. This dream that we have is big. The impact that we want to have in the world is big. We need big accounts to do it and just accelerates your timeline by months, years to be able to just actually meet everybody like that in person. And now when you're emailing them, you're not just some rando heading up their inbox that they're like, I don't know, is this thing even good? Like they, they know you, they know you. And um, they, they have the experience already with the product. Doesn't mean you're going to get into the first reset with all of them immediately, but you, you have a relationship. And I think for all of us, like built a relationship over Zoom, but it's just completely different when you're there in person. You're like, okay, I, I understand your essence and I know you now. It's just like, it's just a completely different level of trust that you have with people and just the like relationship that you build with them is 
so much stronger in person. So both with the retailers that I met, as well as some of our brand partners, like was able to meet the uh, amazing company in Lakesh Organics, where we source our maca, which is like the best stuff out there. And they really did us a big favor by letting us work with them on it and was able to meet them. And just they're, they're such great people. And it's different from when, you know, I'm just emailing them and then in person was able to just learn more about them as well as people. And that, that was awesome. And just meet, meet a bunch of other partners and even like demo companies who can help us in some of these early retailers we're getting into and like, you know, start to plan out with them. So just, I say priceless, although you can put a price on it because I know how much like we pay to fly out there and have all that stuff, but actually, no, it is, it is priceless. And um, I think just good for all of our hearts too. Expo can also be a great opportunity to connect with the press, find press opportunities. Let's hear from Twirl about their first big television debut that was at Expo West. I'm Olivia Chen, co-founder of Twirlmulti. Our small but mighty team successfully pulled off our first ever trade show. We were in North Hall 200. Since this was our first ever trade show as a new beverage brand, we had to prepare from the ground up, from figuring out what kind of car to rent to how many product samples to bring, Our first booth was even stolen right before the show, so we definitely overcame some gnarly obstacles and learned a ton. We are amazed by the opportunity to tell more people about Toro Milk Tea, the world's first canned plant-based milk tea made with pea milk, via our first live television interview by Fox News while we were at Expo West. We absolutely loved being at Expo West, and the response from buyers was phenomenal. It was so great to meet many of our customers and suppliers in person, so wonderful to shake hands and talk to people we've only ever exchanged emails with and spoken to on our computers. It was so fun to see people wearing pants and skirts. Thanks to everyone from Start at CBG for the good vibes and stopping by our booth to lend a mental support. We can't wait for next year's Expo West. I don't know if you heard Olivia's small little note in there about their booth being stolen right before the show. She shared footage in the Startup CPG Slack channel and... I am just so amazed and inspired by the Twirl team and how they still managed to put an awesome booth together. It looked amazing. Their samples were amazing. So I just wanted to give a little shout out and great job to the Twirl team. And I'm also so happy that they were able to get some press coverage of the show. Wondering which celebrities were at the show? Here are Daniel's celebrity sightings and Monica's and Monica's thoughts on that as a trend. I didn't expect to see so many celebrities. I mean, you know, I like to play it cool, but that was awesome. Aquaman came right by our booth. I got a nice video of Jason Momoa. I don't know if that was like his MO was just to go to the Daring booth, but he came up with the hugest dudes in front of them, sunglasses, and they're like, I dare you to try to talk to him. Like, I'll murder you. And then he went right up and like had some daring chicken. Uh, So then I went and had some daring chicken because if he's going to do it, then I'll get ripped the daring chicken. Um, Him and then um, Daniel from Kind also. Because if you're on Shark Tank, you're a celebrity, I think so. We met Vanessa Hudgens at the Cali Water booth. Who else? Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas, which I didn't see him, but I saw pictures of him after the fact. I think that trend is going to continue continue honestly and i mean those weren't my first like celebrity settings at expo i've seen others over the years but i think we're seeing a lot of you know whether it's professional athletes or movie stars or television stars that are getting into the food space uh, which is really interesting and and i'm looking forward to seeing how how that trend continues to develop and how many star settings we'll see at expo west 2023 
Speaking of celebrities, I think it's pretty cool that Monica, a key member of the food news press, is involved in our community and willing to do things like LinkedIn Live with us and support our community members. So here's a little bit more about Monica from Daniel and Jenna and what publications you should follow in an upcoming event that Monica is doing that's free and open to members of our community. I do think that Monica is well on her way to becoming a celebrity. We've got food entrepreneurs, well-fed, which I believe is probably top in terms of LinkedIn Live content right now, hitting hundreds of thousands of people, maybe. Can I put in a plug just for everybody to subscribe to Food Entrepreneur and also Food Business News to get the hard-hitting, always love and support well, content didn't. from How did discover Midday Squares, who are now, one could argue, a celebrity? As far as I know, that's, yeah. Is, yeah. I think so. That's how I, that, yeah, that's how I heard about it. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that plug. And and I guess that would be a really good opportunity also to encourage people to register for our upcoming food entrepreneur experience event, which is taking place next month. And it's free. What is yeah. it? Tell us about it. Go to foodentrepreneurexperience.com to, to find out more and to register. Um, but we're going to have a, a really awesome lineup of, of speakers and visionaries and entrepreneurs who are um, just, you know, 90 minutes going to pack in a lot of insights about just what it's like to be an emerging brand. And, and um, I don't know, it's always very interactive and fast paced and fun. And this is our third one now. So, yeah, it'll be good. And what's an Expo West recap without talking about our favorite bites what did people love what were their favorite booths what was the best swag let's first hear from jenna and then monica about their best bites my best bites are partly a blur because there were so many amazing bites um and some of them were actually at startup cpg's event but on the show floor some of the best bites i had one was a carrot locks so like a locks alternative and i am like a huge locks person i also had a bunch of bagel alternatives i could have just made like an entire alternative sandwich and cream cheese alternatives anyway the carrot locks is by the brand save to see and they're a canadian brand and they're just going to be launching this year in the u.s and i've had like locks alternatives before but this one was such a clean ingredient list like as i said carrots were the base and it genuinely tasted so much like lox. So that was like my favorite bite of the whole show. Big, big claim, but it really was. It was so good because it's also just innovative and there are a ton of alternative seafood brands there, but that one like really stuck out to me. And then another really good bite was this brand called Chef Christie's had vegan cinnamon rolls and the first ingredient was apples, but like they tasted like cinnamon rolls. It was incredible. Yeah, that was my best like savory and sweet bite. And then as I said, at Startup CPG's event, we tried some awesome snacks as well. So one of my favorite sweet things there was Brune Kitchen has tahini cookies. They are so good. And the founders were wonderful. We got to meet them in person. They were sampling there. Um, And then my best savory bite there was Misha's, which is uh, alternative cheese. They had a truffle one and it was like a cheese spread. They were amazing. So I really liked both of those. And they won our expo booth next year. And I know you guys tried too, Monica. What did you Yeah, I did. I tried the the black truffle and then there was another one. I can't remember what it was, but like I could have eaten it out of the the tub. It was probably one of the best plant-based cheese alternatives I've ever tasted. Right? Really Yeah. All right. They'll be be excited to eat. And then I also, and I agree with Broom Kitchen, their cookies are amazing. And both of those products have super clean ingredient decks, really nice, um, you know, nutritional profiles. I also really like Bowza at the Backpack Brands at Startup CPG. So innovative. That was a really, and it was also like a really satisfying, hearty snack. 
after eating like you know little yeah. bites all day real food is hard to come by at <laughs> for sure yeah so bowza is like a mix between a bao bun and kind of like a hot pocket like pizza plus bao that was a really innovative product to see definitely yeah and then starry side um the 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 children's beverage company that you wrote about in the spotlight um, yes, the did. Issue, um yeah. that was also a really tasty beverage so good yeah they had a few they have three different flavors one of them is i think they call it rock and root beer because they're all like kids flavors that one was awesome and they're like a really great low sugar alternative to sodas which we've been seeing kind of across the board but not cater towards children. So that's really awesome. Do you want to give some shout outs to my best bites that I tasted at the expo? I really love the new candy from Dream Pops, the Dream Pops Crunch. So um, good. So good. And I've been a fan of of their um, frozen plant-based novelties for a while. So I, I kind of figured it'd be amazing, but definitely did not disappoint. I keep telling people about the jicama water because I thought that was really interesting and it tastes yeah, really nice. good. And I, so I don't, I need to do more research into it, but I believe it has prebiotic benefits because of the jicama juice. So, and the flavor profile is really interesting. There was a spicy watermelon that was really tasty. And then the pepita eggs from Sparrow Food, um, who we all know um, for the sunflower seed-based cream cheese that they make. And they, at the show, launched... Um, an egg substitute made with pepitas and it was like seven ingredients super clean uh one of the be- best egg alternatives i've tried and um yeah so it was really good for my best bites i already mentioned that i loved so goods and i loved mezcla but i also really love snacklins and i first tried snacklins through social nature when we had analia from social nature on the startup cpg podcast i signed up for their community to try new natural food products and tried snacklins loved it. And then at the show, got to try their new flavor, which is cinnamon churros. And so they're yucca chips, but they are just so crunchy and crispy and low calorie, but also very few ingredients. Most of the flavors just have yucca, mushroom and onion, and that's it. And then obviously the cinnamon churro flavor has cinnamon and other flavors, but they're just so tasty, so refreshing, such a great snack. I really love them. And I think they're really unique and innovative and unlike anything else I've seen. I also really loved trying Rowdy Mermaid's Adept Tonic line. It was really delicious. I love their kombuchas, but I hadn't tried these. And there was ashwagandha blackberry, a new elderberry pear flavor. So tasty. And my last favorite, since I can't mention them all here, was trying Uproot Teas. I've been wanting to try their chamomile and peppermint single source whole leaf teas since Cindy joined our Slack community and I got to meet Cindy in person and try their teas. And it's always so fun to meet our community members in person. Now let's hear Daniel, Jenna and Monica's take on best booths and best team energy plus best swag. My favorite booth, there were several that stood out, but I really loved the design, the booth design of Wild Wonder. They had like the boarding passes as their like sell sheet flyers and like just the whole thing. Like they just really leaned into that theme and I loved it. And then I really loved Dope and what Kelsey, founder Kelsey of Dope, who has been um, a very uh, amazing advocate for mental health and addiction recovery in all of her messaging for her cookie dough brand. And um, the big message at the booth was instead of investing $40,000 into a fancy splashy booth, we put that money towards addiction recovery and mental health services. And so I just loved that theme and the fact that they, um, it really just tapped into the whole ethos of, of what they've been doing. Best energy at booth, midday squares, 
hands down. <laughs> I walked by at one point and Jake was just standing on their table swinging a black flag and everyone was just in the aisle like uh it was amazing <laughs> it was so good it was nice i like happened to be walking by with samples and, and he like he hadn't tried it yet so i handed him one and he just like had it up there with the flag i'm like no you give me energy like i'm giving you this energy drink but i need your energy how do it <laughs> those guys are on another level yeah. like crack the code and everyone loves them and for and they debuted their new packaging too the single yeah. serve which is awesome because it was always like a little challenging to reclose the package if you managed to only eat one so it's pretty awesome that they they repackaged in that way and it looks amazing like the new packaging just looks beautiful i i agree and i yeah i was gonna say that too that was really um i think a lot of people were, were speaking very positively about the single serve packaging is um, a really great move for them well before i forget i just want to say that my favorite piece of swag from the show were my um amsan earrings yes. oh my god wait i need to show my favorite piece of swag from the show um, the vanessa fam gave me because she saw that i was into fun earrings yeah okay. she name dropped mine is this ouroboro tote bag that on the back one star tastes like butt it was <laughs> that they got that they brilliantly turned into swag and ouroboro is killing it like in the branding and marketing there yeah their booth was beautiful the product's great and they're just fun yeah. and they don't taste like butt <laughs> no no they do not but they do have merch that says that my best swag is not quite as exciting as jenna and monica's but I did get a really cool hum kombucha tote, and I'm a huge hum fan. They're local to Oregon, where I live, and they had these beautiful big totes, and I knew I had to have one. So the amount of swag and samples that you take home is really unbelievable, so it's hard to pick a favorite. And here's some final thoughts from Jenna on the overall trends of the show and takeaways for brands like go plant-based or go home a little bit like mm -hmm. i feel like if you are a brand that doesn't have at least like a plant-based skew it might be kind of hard to make it <laughs> i think almost everything i saw was either entirely plant-based or had a plant-based option which was really fun to see i think it's exciting in terms of like the sustainability mission that a lot of these brands have and just the innovation like the sheer innovation was a huge takeaway i can't believe how many products i've seen that i'm like i've definitely tried everything and then i realized i absolutely have not tried everything yeah. Um, this industry really keeps keeps your taste buds on their toes, I guess. It's not mixing too many. I <laughs> <love that>. <laughs> but yeah, I think the sheer innovation was one of the like biggest takeaways. I think Jenna summed it up really well. So much innovation. And we actually had Aaron and Jenna from the Startup CPG team do a roundup article that I've linked in the show notes with more trends and takeaways. And on the topic of innovation, we will have Seth Goldman back soon for our limited series with him to talk all things innovation, including the line that they debuted at Eat the Change at Expo West. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening to our Expo West 2022 roundup and recap. It was so incredible to meet so many of you listeners and community members in person and if you didn't join the show, we hope to see you at the next one. It just was a really great time. And I'm glad that we had Jenna, Monica, Daniel, and Brands from our community to help recap it for you and give you a taste. Or if you attended, help get some other perspectives about takeaways from the show. Thanks for joining us. Special thanks to Monica for joining us from Food Business News. And special thanks to our sponsors, Nielsen IQ, who sponsored the Alley Rally, 
and also did free deep dive data sessions with our community member brands during Expo West. And to settle for sponsoring the lounge at the Alley Rally and to Catapult Commercialization Services, who sponsored the Backpack Brands corner of the Alley Rally. This Startup CPG podcast is executive produced by me, Jesse Freitag. Theme music is by the Super Fantastics. We'd love to have you join our community of founders and experts. Get the invite at startupcpg.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. It's the easiest way to help us grow our community. See you next time.